It's that time of year again that a lot of us dread daylight savings time where we lose an hour. And there are a lot of health issues that can arise for people because of this time change. So in today's episode, I want to give you some free actionable steps that you can take at home to support your body through this transition. So stay tuned. Hello, welcome back. My name is Sarah. This is the Sarah Kleiner Wellness YouTube channel, and I'm also going to be broadcasting this on the Evolving Wellness Podcast, which is my audio-only podcast. So you may be listening to this on audio only or watching on YouTube, but I really want to help support you through daylight savings time. Now, when daylight savings time actually happens, a lot of scientific research has shown that the week after this shift, right, cardiovascular disease actually increases with a 24% higher risk of heart attacks, injuries, including a 6% spike in fatal car accidents, and the stroke rate actually increases by 8%. Now, let's jump back to the cardiovascular issues. When I talk about health at this point, I'm always talking about the health of our mitochondria. So if you do not have good mitochondrial health, you don't have good health. And the one of the densest places where mitochondria is, is actually in the heart. So it makes sense that when we have this big spike in our time change and our circadian rhythms get this big shock, that we're going to experience more incidence in cardiovascular dysfunction and Again, that's because that's one of the largest places of mitochondria in the body. We also have the brain and for women, the oocytes or your ovaries, those are all places where we have the most mitochondria. So what we really need to talk about is how we support our mitochondrial health. So I'm going to go into that again, give you some free actionable things that you can do as we go into daylight savings time. And I've also created a free 12 page guide. This is my most extensive and longest guide that I have actually ever created. It is called Building Your Perfect Quantum Day. And this guide is really going to show you how your body works on a 24-hour basis and how to best support yourself through these different hormone releases at different times of day. Lots of actionable steps there. So if you want to get that free guide, make sure you check that out linked down in the show notes. And a lot of things in this guide are going to support you through the daylight savings time shift. So here's the thing. A lot of people that have been following me for a while know that I'm very, very, very strict with my circadian health. There's a rule that I have, and it is sunlight before screens. So if you ever wake up before sunrise, and there's going to be links in this free guide to building your quantum day to everything I talk about here in this episode. So make sure you download that and get that guide. But you can actually use blue blockers before sunrise to help blunt a sharp cortisol rise. So cortisol, when we wake up in the morning, we're still making melatonin and melatonin needs to actually be recycled into tryptophan, which gets turned into serotonin, which again gets turned back into melatonin when you sleep at night. The best way to do this is to get natural light in your eyes. And that is actually gonna send the signal to your brain to 
create this hormonal process. So one way that you can stop an unnatural rise in cortisol, if we're looking at our phone screens or we're looking at computers before we get natural sunlight, or if we've got a lot of bright overhead lights on in the house, this is going to create this unnatural rise in cortisol. You can wear a pair of orange or yellow blue blocker. I have two really nice brands that I like, and then I put a lower cost option in there as well. But putting on that pair of blue blockers before you actually see sun is going to help with this hormonal process. And you can use an app called the DMinder app to find out what time sunrise happens for you, as well as UVA light. So some really important hormonal processes happen in sunrise and in UVA light. Serotonin, dopamine, all of those neurotransmitters become on, they come online during that time. And all of our sex hormones, thyroid hormones also are synthesized in UVA in that morning light. And UVA is when the sun is between 10 and 30 degrees. Sunrise is when the sun is between zero and 10 degrees. Again, you can use the DMinder app to find out what time that happens for you. So this is a big, huge way that you can support your mitochondrial health. So the day of the time change, if you happen to wake up before sunrise, pop on a pair of blue blockers, try to keep things as low-key as you can. I know some people might have kids and jobs and things they have to attend to. So again, blue blockers are going to help with that hormonal process. Then when it's sunrise, that's your your cue to go outside, get some natural light in your eyes. If you only have 30 seconds to do this, spend 30 seconds doing this, right? If you can spend the longer, the better. I always say the longer, the better, but do what you can. Don't make it a, I can't do it because I don't have an hour to do it. 30 seconds, take 30 seconds. That's all you got. If it's cloudy, if it's rainy, if there's buildings in the way, if there's trees in the way, if there's mountains in the way, it does not matter. The light cue, the light signal is still there and it can penetrate through clouds, through rain, and you don't need to directly see that sunlight. You don't want to wear glasses or contacts. And if you're in a place where there's windows, you want to make sure you're not looking through glass to get this signal because glass, sunglasses and contacts will block out some of those beneficial rays that we need for this hormonal process to happen in the morning. Okay. So even though the time is different, right? If you're up before sunrise, put on those blue blockers and try to get out there, especially since daylight savings is happening on a Sunday, the first day of this. Hopefully you're home from work. I I hope that you are so that you can really take as much time out in that morning light as humanly possible, right? Just just spend as much time out there as you can. Some of you guys are gonna be in cold environments where it's not gonna be as easy but then you're going to get cold therapy, which is something I'm going to talk about in just a minute here, which can actually help along with this process as well. So that's going to be really, really helpful for your mitochondrial health. So that's your morning routine. Another thing that you can do to help this process, again, we're kind of resetting our circadian rhythm. We've, we're most of us missing an hour, unless you're like me and you just can arrange your schedule and you're not really going to feel a huge difference. But you really are resetting the circadian rhythm. So this morning sunlight is the most important thing that you can do in this process and in this time change. The next thing, food is what I call a zeitgeber, which is a secondary timekeeper. So eating a breakfast with adequate protein and fat is going to help you. I talked about this in a previous episode of how protein and fat in the morning helps to stabilize your blood sugar for the next 36 hours and how this can really help you to feel more energy throughout the day. And again, it's a timekeeper. So it's going to tell your body, all right, 
This is morning time for us. This is breakfast time for us. Eat at this time, okay? And you can also use temperature to be another timekeeper. So cold therapy is something that you can do to help along this process. And this might be something that you do for the week after this time change so that you start really waking up, you see that natural light, you eat something, and then you do a little temperature. So you can get a bowl out, put some ice water in it, and just either you can dunk your wrists that's his wrists are a great, great way to help your body like really acclimate and get that signal. Or you can dunk your face into that cold water and you just do like five seconds on a couple seconds off, just kind of going in and out of there. Those, those face plunges are amazing at helping your body acclimate to this different time. And they are going to improve your mitochondrial function. So again, the reason why a lot of these issues, these cardiovascular events happen the week following daylight savings time is because this huge shift in circadian rhythms, it is very damaging to the mitochondria. So when we look at the mitochondria, we have something inside of it called the electron transport chain. There are respiratory proteins, five of them, within the electron transport chain. That's how your body moves electrons or moves energy through the body. When you have mitochondrial issues, when you begin to experience disease, like a heart attack, let's say, or a cardiovascular event, those respiratory proteins have spread further apart and they've begun to expand or swell. What cold therapy can do, and again, you don't have to immerse yourself in cold water if you want to, that's going to be amazing and, and helpful. You could just do a face plunge. You could just dunk your wrists. If you're in a cold environment, you could even put some snow on your face. A good friend of mine, Carrie Bennett, she posts pictures on her Instagram of her walking around barefoot in the snow. So that's another thing that you could do if you have snow where you live. Obviously, I don't. I'm sitting in a tank top here. <laughs> it's a little unseasonably warm where I am. If you're if you're listening to this, I'm sitting out on my patio in a tank top, March the 7th. But that cold therapy, what it does, when, when I just said about the mitochondria, the, the respiratory protein spreading further apart, again, this is how your body is processing energy. Cold therapy shrinks the respiratory proteins, right? It, it shrinks the distance that electrons have to travel in that electron transport chain to make energy. And so another great thing you can do besides viewing natural light in the morning and giving your body those natural hormonal signals is also going to be getting a little bit of cold therapy. And again, it's a secondary timekeeper. Cold therapy is awesome to do in the morning. Some people love to do it in the evening too. I swear that it helps them sleep better. I don't love doing it in the evening. And I explain more about this in my Building Your Perfect Quantum Day guide that is, is linked down in the show notes. So morning circadian rhythms, food, and some temperature that's going to help you. And then during the day, something that's really, really, really helpful is to get as much daylight sun exposure as you can. If you can go out walking in the sunlight, that's going to be great. And do not wear sunglasses, right? Do not wear sunglasses because sunglasses can actually make your body make melatonin during the daytime. So in my Building Your Perfect Quantum Day guide, I show you a graph of cortisol and melatonin patterns. Cortisol and melatonin oppose one another. So really the last thing you want to be doing in the daytime is making <laughs> melatonin and you really don't want to be making cortisol in the evening. You want to be making melatonin. 
we'll get to evening in a little bit, but one little powerful thing about melatonin, melatonin, you make a lot of this melatonin, you set yourself up to make melatonin in that morning sunlight, right? It's going to, the serotonin is going to be synthesized into melatonin that you get in that morning UVA light. So that's why morning light is so important. And you also make subcellular melatonin during the day by getting sunlight exposure on your skin in response to infrared light. So a red light therapy panel can also be helpful at allowing your body to make this infrared light and and to make this subcellular melatonin. Melatonin is another thing that shrinks the space between respiratory proteins in the mitochondria. So we want our body, and this is endogenously made melatonin. This is not the kind of melatonin you buy at the drugstore. There have been some studies that, that can show some help in mitochondrial function with supplemental melatonin, but you actually are going to get tenfold of the benefits of melatonin if your body makes it endogenously. And your the subcellular melatonin is synthesized during the day in response to near-infrared light. So a red light therapy panel can help, or you can really just get a ton of near-infrared light from going out and getting sunlight during the day. So during the time transition, as much time as you can get outdoors better. If you're in your car, crack your window, open your sunroof, light can travel. So if you have to be out and about in your car during sunrise and UVA, crack a window. If you have to be indoors working, crack a window and take as many light breaks as you possibly can. I know we have a lot of office workers and people that have these jobs where they have to be indoors. As much as you possibly can, take light breaks to allow your body to see what time it is because our eyes are timekeepers and the sun, the blue light from the sun in particular informs the body of what time of day it is and what time of year it is. So as often as you can, you want to be informing your body of the day and the time. Sunrise is going to be the most powerful and UVA light. Those two windows are going to be the most powerful thing. So prioritize that if you have to prioritize something. And then just throughout the day, you want to try to be popping outside as much as possible to get that natural light. Now, let's talk about sleep hygiene. So we know a lot of this stuff. We want to try to maintain a fixed sleep schedule on weekdays and weekends, try to keep a stable routine. You want to limit caffeine and alcohol, especially in the afternoon and evening. You really want to get off your devices. So the phone screens, the computer screens, these things can really, really disrupt your circadian rhythms, right? Because of the light signal, because of what I just said, blue light informs your body of what time of day it is. And your phone screen, I've said this on tons of different podcasts, tons of different YouTube videos. The phone screen is the intensity of the sun at noon in the middle of summer solstice in June. So you're telling your body to make that much cortisol when you're looking at your phone before bed, when you're scrolling. Again, cortisol opposes melatonin. So you're not going to be able to make melatonin if your body is still making cortisol. So you really, really want to be conscientious at night of wearing blue blockers, possibly turning your phone screen red. I keep my phone screen red all the time. There is a little link to a video of how to do that in my Building Your Perfect Quantum Day guide which again is linked underneath the show notes of this episode. That's one thing you could do. Turn your phone screen red. Use Iris software on your computer, which is what I have on all the time as well. And those are going to help to offset that cortisol production that's unnatural 
for the time of day that it is, right? Again, all these are going to be linked in that special guide. But your evening routine, you really do want to help your body start to wind down for bed. So using temperature again, if you have uh, access to sauna, try to keep that at least 90 minutes away from bed and don't make it a super, super intense sauna session. You could just go in for a few minutes, let your body temperature go up and then come out. Or you could do a nice warm Epsom salt bath, right? And and you can get some benefits of grounding from a nice mineral bath or just a bath in general. Technically, all baths, bathtubs are supposed to be grounded. So this is another great way to support your mitochondrial function and that flow of electrons, right? Because when we're grounding, we're flooding our body with electrons and we're supporting the electron transport chain, right? Which is how we make energy, how we burn fat, how we heal, how we ward off disease. It comes down to the health of the mitochondria, which is influenced by light, magnetism, which again is this grounding, right? And the water, the cellular water within our body, which is all influenced by grounding and light signals, all of those things, because the mitochondria is surrounded by this beautiful structured water as well. So we want to support our body in that way too. Drinking some nice, healthy spring water is also helpful. You know, again, for cellular hydration, some of us can really, really experience hydration issues when we have such a big disruption to our time. So I used to get Mountain Valley spring water in glass delivered to my house. Love that brand. We have now a spring aqua system that has structured hydrogen mineral water that comes out of the faucet. I also like an RO filter like the AquaTrue, not the alkaline. I don't recommend alkaline water because our stomach needs to have a high acidity level to digest our food, right? And to get rid of parasites and you know bacteria and things that could be harmful to the gut. So if you're flooding your body with alkaline water, you're actually putting yourself at risk for low stomach acid, which is a huge problem already. So if you're going to get the AquaTrue filter, and I'll put all this, it's going to be in my resource guide, which is also going to be linked in the show notes for this video or this episode. The AquaTrue is a great reverse osmosis system, but then you're going to want to put minerals. I put Quinton hypertonic minerals back in my water. I even, even though my, my water out of my faucet is mineralized and structured, I still splash a little Quinton hypertonic in there because it gives me so much energy and I, I really love the taste. And then you can structure your water also in order to support that structured water within your body. Maintaining cellular hydration is important. So trying to avoid non-native EMFs, keeping devices, electronics out of the bedroom, never charging your phone beside your bed when you're sleeping. If you have to have your phone in your room, distance and don't charge it in the room, okay? Those things are going to help you maintain that cellular hydration, which is going to give your body more energy and support your mitochondria, right? So we want to do all of these things as we go into this. We want to be doing these things anyway, but a lot of this stuff is going to be very supportive to your body as you go into the time change, right? So at night, really, really careful with the sleep hygiene, wearing the blue blockers as soon as the sun goes down, and then try to keep your last meal three to four hours away from bedtime because you don't want your body to be busy digesting food if it is it's not going to be able to make melatonin. And insulin competes with leptin 
And we want leptin to dock to the hypothalamus. Again, another huge, huge thing that's important for mitochondrial function is the hormone leptin. And this will also help us manage our weight and not deal with hunger and satiety issues. So again, try to cut off your eating window three to four hours before bed if you can, longer if you want to. If you want to do a little longer fast, great. Wear those blue blockers at night. Orange are going to be great to wear around the house and then red right before you go to bed. And then we all know the stuff about bedroom hygiene, blackout curtains. I use electrical tape on any little lights that are on in the room that are like maybe built into the wall. Black electrical tape is great for that. Possibly turning off circuit breakers if you've got electricity running behind your bed, unplugging things, not keeping devices in the room because Non-native EMF is a a light form that your pineal gland can sense and see, but you can't see with your eyes. But we want the pineal gland is is one of the ways that we create melatonin. We also have the subcellular melatonin, right? That that the mitochondria makes, but pineal gland is the way that we create melatonin at night and we need it, we need darkness for that. So if you have a lot of non-native EMF, right? If you have a phone that's charging right beside your head, or if you have wearables, an Apple Watch, a Fitbit, any of these wearables are gonna emit non-native EMF, which is an invisible light form. Your pineal gland can sense it. And that could potentially down-regulate the amount of melatonin that your body makes. And again, We want melatonin to kind of shrink the distance between respiratory proteins. That's also going to allow us to experience autophagy, apoptosis. We all know sleep is good, right? But these are the reasons why. So those blue blockers, maybe a warm bath before bed, another temperature signal, another Zeitgeber temperature. So a warm bath can actually help to cool the core temperature of your body. Cold therapy is going to raise the core temperature of your body. So in the morning, we want temperature rising. Before bed, we want temperature falling. And that's, again, why we don't really want to eat a big meal before bed. If you're super hungry, I always tell people have like a fat snack, like maybe some butter with a nice, nice, crunchy Celtic sea salt, maybe spoonful of coconut oil or a good high quality olive oil if you don't want to do butter, just a nice fat, right? That's not going to cause insulin to go up and it's not going to create an issue where you're up digesting food and, and processing a bunch of food. So those things are super important in this process of daylight savings time. And again, my guide is really going to take you deeper into a lot of these topics. It's going to show you the graph of how you want cortisol and melatonin to look. It's going to show you how your hormones secrete on a daily basis, right? We have those sex hormones, thyroid hormones, all of those sex steroid hormones, as well as serotonin and dopamine, all of that happens in UVA light. And then at night, we are going to hopefully secrete growth hormone and melatonin and all of those repair things are going to happen at night. So I hope that this has been super helpful. Again, check out my free guide. It's even going to tell you, you know, what time is optimal for exercise, which you know, is technically going to be mid afternoon, but I know that's not really going to be doable for a lot of people, but we, I I do go into depth a little bit more about how to optimize meal timing, exercise timing, how to wear blue blockers, when to wear them, what color to wear. And all of this is going to be supportive in helping you shift over into daylight savings time. Again, cold therapy, which I mentioned, if you can do that in the morning, a face dunk or a wrist dunk, 
if you could do a, a cold plunge, this is going to shrink again, those respiratory proteins, the distance between them in the mitochondria, which will help your mitochondria run more efficiently. Most disease have a root in poor mitochondria function and this spike in cardiovascular diseases, stroke, heart attack, all of this that happened after daylight savings time, huge, huge correlation between your mitochondrial function, circadian rhythms, all of these things are absolutely foundational. So I hope that this was helpful and check out that free guide. And if it is, if you're watching this live as it comes out, my quantum nutrition course is going to be on sale for just a few more days at the lower price. If you're looking for a nutritional plan that brings all of these things together and gives you a ton more detail, check that out link down in the show notes as well. I hope that this episode was super helpful and I'll talk with you again next time. 